welcome to a mini-sode of Nobody Asked Our Opinion, a podcast where two complete, utter dum-dums sit down and talk about pop culture stuff. This dum-dum's Joanna. And this dum-dum... And we have... Oh. I was going to say, and we have a guest dum-dum. It's me, producer Jonathan. Producer... Yay! <laughs> we didn't plan this, obviously. Woo! Um, it's okay. I'll ed- I'll edit it so it sounds even stupider than it is. I of course I expect nothing less. Um, so uh, a fun story. Uh, JJ and I were sitting down on Tuesday night to record our episode, and we realized we had a couple more trailers that we hadn't finished watching. Um, so we started watching those. Everything's set up. We start going. I look at JJ. I said, are we recording? He said, yeah, of course we are. And I'm trying to be a person who's growing as a human and not micromanaging everything said, okay. And we started recording. We get about 40 minutes into our recording segment and JJ had clicked onto GarageBand and there was nothing. And I went home. So he's been kicked out of yeah, this episode. <laughs> pack up pack up your... I mean, that's a whole Drag Race segment that you just blew through. We literally were, like, at the end of, like, the last, like, three minutes of our Drag Race segment. <laughs> I was so angry. And it was so late. And so, yeah, I had, this is a mini story. And I had Amazon Fresh sitting on my porch. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Oh. You can't, you gotta, you gotta get that cold stuff in, in your freezer. Um, so now my strawberry mochi, uh, is now slush. Like, it's, like, melted and, like, just, like, into, like, cup forms. So you can't pick it up and eat it. It's just ice cream now. And it makes me sad. Thanks, JJ. You ruined the mochi. <sighs> so um we're having a mini-sode we're gonna talk about a few things and um we're also gonna intro a new segment into the podcast bah, bah, bah. originally this was just gonna be this is just gonna be an emergency podcast episode because we were just like let's talk about peacemaker i mean we were originally just gonna a, do that. Sh- a show you completely didn't like talk about the entire podcast during its you know eight episode run or whatever I mean, the thing was, is that JJ hasn't seen Suicide Squad, or the, the, he hasn't seen Suicide Squad, the Suicide Squad, and had very little interest in continuing on with any of it, and I was like, no, he did finally watch Suicide Squad, and said it was actually an okay movie, and now I don't trust his opinions on a lot of things anymore. Oh, is, is John Cena not his type? No, 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 he saw Suicide Squad. <laughs> The f- no, no, yeah, but I'm, yeah. I'm just saying, like, in general, is John Cena not his type? Uh, I mean, maybe that's reductive of me as a straight person to just assume that Yeah. if you're, like, a gay man, that John Cena would be something that you wanted to see on television. I mean... I could be wrong. I mean, he is not not pleasant to look at. And, but I actually appreciate the fact that he learned how to act. He's gotten a lot better at acting over his career. Yeah. Well, if you ever, like, listen to an interview of him, and we're just jumping right into John Cena shit. Um, <laughs> but, like, in interviews when he talks about, like, when he switches to acting, because it's, uh, uh, he'll talk about when he worked with Adam McKay on that uh, Amy 
Who's the comedy, Amy? Not Polar. Uh, oh, uh, Schumer? Trainwreck was the movie. Yeah, yeah, that Amy Schumer movie. Um, that everyone was just, like, super patient, and they'll just let him take enough takes to get it. Because, uh, they, like, they know that he's he's gonna say something funny. I love that <laughs> and the, the, the And I guess, because, like, he's... When you consider professional wrestling, it's like stage performance. Yeah. So you get one shot at it. Um, and when they do the promos, it's probably also basically just, like real stressful they got to crank those out and uh the environment of just like a being on set in like a, a comedy or in piece maybe it was like a pseudo comedy where people are just patient you know we're not burning through film it's all digital so we'll just you know we'll get it you know we'll get the we'll get the take when we get it no exactly and i think though that that having that patient starting out has really developed him as an actor because I thought he was really great in the Suicide Squad because I thought he was, you know, he was funny, he was charming, but he was also, like, you know, there was, like, he had that grit to him that you would, like, expect from, like, a wrestler turned, you know, actor kind of person. But then to have Mm -hmm. him switch over to the, the series, like, John Cena made me cry. And, and we'll we'll talk about those series. I didn't in a bit, think that but... that would happen, but I think like kudos to you, John Cena, for you and your acting development. And um, one day, JJ, yeah, if might you watch haven't it. seen Peacemaker, go watch it before you listen to the rest of this minisode. Yeah, no, for realsies. I mean, it's definitely worth worth your time. Um, oh yeah, but I was at one point saying that you're gonna have a new segment and uh, on the podcast, and so uh, every week Jonathan's gonna have a nice little segment. Where he uh, brings what every episode of Nobody Asked Our Opinion needs. Um, a little bit of thoughts and advice and general thinkings of a straight white man. Have perspective. <laughs> Musings of the straight white you know, man. Give us some perspective there, yeah. Well, you guys are never going to talk about, like, Halo. No. Or cryptocurrency. No. <laughs> So like, and you know, some, some, somebody could want to hear about, somebody could not ask for that opinion and <laughs> I could give it to him. You know what? I can guarantee most of our audience wasn't going <laughs> to ask for that opinion, but I'm glad you're here to give it to them because I'm not going to. Um, I don't, it'll be, it'll be fun. No, it'll be good. it'll be a good time. I'm excited because it'll give me something to actually look forward to listening to besides me and JJ being dumb. Because <laughs> I hear that daily. <laughs> oh, I mean, I, it's, it's gonna be dumb. Like it's. <laughs> oh, I have no doubt. It's just gonna be about dumb shit that I usually block out when you start talking about it. Yeah. It'll be great. Uh, speaking of dumb shit that we like to block out. Um, this week, an important cultural thing happened, not important, but just a, a thing happened. Oh, the superb owl. <laughs> the, the, the superb owl. The superb owl happened. Um, cause. Uh, the thing, the thing that everybody in advertising and who like makes money off of media, uh, has to call the big game. Because, so it's, they don't co- get because it's copyrighted. <laughs> like there's a copyright on, on that thing. So, um, yeah. Anyway, I didn't watch the Super Bowl. Oh, I didn't either. I didn't even watch it for the commercials or the halftime show like I usually do. But uh, JJ's boyfriend sent me a text and said, I'm crying watching the halftime show. You should watch it. And I watched it. And I I heard it was was really delightful. 
You guys should talk about that next week. Oh, JJ uh, didn't watch it. I watched it. It was delightful. <laughs> it it was good music. It was it hit me right in the nostalgia, just like I needed it to. Yeah, it's um you you are feeling the same thing that older people were feeling that awkward Super Bowl when we were like, Why are the Rolling Stones playing? <laughs> Why um, do we care that it's Paul McCartney? And then you realize, oh no, am am I old? I mean, I'm well aware that I'm old, thanks. Um <laughs> To to be fair, watching it for the commercials was like fun to say in like the nineties and early two thousands when the commercials were funny. Oh yeah, no And now it's just like we brought we brought the cast of the Sopranos back to tell you to drive electric cars. Oh no, I watched a whole video this morning when we were like when you sent me your list of things for us to like talk about. Um and I was like, I didn't watch, I watched the halftime show and maybe two commercials. And you're, you're like, well, maybe you watched more. So I watched a video. Well, if you, if you'd called me on Sunday night and asked me who was playing in the Super Bowl, I would not be able to have told you. Like, I would not know. Oh, I knew. And I knew for like a really dumb reason. <laughs> <laughs> I knew because Lamar Odom wanted to know on Celebrity Big Brother and Julie Chen made it a game. That's why I know who's playing and who played in the Super Bowl. All right. And I love that for me. <laughs> I just knew it wasn't the 49ers because my Facebook feed told me it wasn't the 49ers. Yeah, I I mean, I, I literally... I don't think there's a topic that I care about less than, like, professional sports. I mean, fair. I'm trying to think of something that I care about less than uh, millionaires throwing a ball around. And, yeah, I mean, it's it's up there in, like, things, or down there in, like, things that I care about the least. I mean, um, on your list of... Uh, if but we... I'm glad it's there for people to enjoy. I mean, you, know? you have a list of pretty great things to not love. <laughs> that's true i mean literally you sent me the list and i'm looking at it going i see one thing that we both enjoyed and everything else seems like <laughs> it's gonna be uh let's rant about how stupid these things are yeah well do you want to get to the next stupid topic sure we can talk about kanye west <laughs> <laughs> Um, I read some takes that are like, this behavior would be like criminal if it was your ex. <laughs> oh yeah. No, like, the, so. I guess for context. Yeah. He, he went, he Kanye was just harassing, uh, Kim Kardashian, his ex-wife, mm -hmm. or I don't even know if they're officially divorced. Are they separated or do, are they like divorced? divorced? I... Oh, you're asking me for Kardashian news. You're the one who put it down. I assumed you did some research. Um, I'm. Uh, they're they're not together. They're not together. Um, and of course, every every uh, celebrity's dream, Pete Davidson, swooped in. Oh, I know that. That is the most random thing to ever like that connection. I don't get, but to me, because I don't understand it. Makes me hope that it is just love. Like, maybe they do just love each other. I, I assume that he's got a genie lamp somewhere. 
<laughs> like with just the like I mean, because it's just the the, yeah, like the a, people that he's, he's what it probably is is that he's he acts like a normal chill person in like a celebrity world, and so celebrities who are constantly dealing with people who are like trying to get a like um take advantage of them. Like find it very refreshing, and that's probably why they're they're drawn to someone like Pete Davidson. It's not real. I mean, we could call it love. That's sure. I mean, like I would love for Points it to for be love. love. I mean, it could just be a weird stunt, but I hope it's love. I mean, either that or like Pete yeah. Davidson has like a monkey's paw hidden under his bed. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the the point is shame on Kanye West for like the the. I mean, it's it's been amusing to watch if it's not like sort of just very bleak and toxic to sort of reflect upon. Well, um, I think the funniest thing I saw was a, like a, just a, a stand-up comedian I'd never heard of um, posted a picture of Kanye's Instagram where he had a, a group photo where he, Pete Davidson, Kanye West, like Kim Kardashian and like another person were like there and it was like a black and white photo and there was a red X on Pete Davidson's face and the caption of the tweet was like, I, I like I like this is the greatest like tour poster for uh, for any comedy album like of all time. Like <laughs> you can't like make a better publicity than this for like somebody who does stand up comedy. I mean, absolutely. And I really <laughs> just wish and hope that Kanye West gets some really good medication to where he and like a little bit of brain cells so he's stopping like you know, calling for people to beat the shit out of Pete Davidson. <laughs> because why? Why? Like what? <laughs> why would you take to Twitter? There are dumb people on Twitter who will be like, in the name of Kanye West, I'm going to go beat the shit out of Pete Davidson. Now that's a scary thought. But people will, because they're dumb. People still buy his music and his shoes. it's true i don't know there's a thing going around online that i've been seeing again of uh pete davidson talking about uh kanye west on uh uh oh yeah the 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 take the meds no the the uh, yeah make kanye 2006 again again. and i'm like but could we Remember 2006 Kanye? 2006 Kanye just like put out like decent music and was just like a dude. You forget that I'm a Taylor Swift fan. I remember this was and how I might not be a fan. How I might not be a fan of 2006 Kanye. I mean, okay, I'll give you that. Um, I had teenagers <laughs> at school who were like kind of trying to kind of talk about it, and I was like. But but guys, I was there. This happened live on my television, and they're like, "Tell it to us." And I'm like, "Oh my god!" Oh, as far as the Pete Davidson thing, no, the Taylor Swift thing. Oh no no yeah the, the Taylor v- Swift thing Taylor yeah okay. Swift VMAs. And so I sat down and I gathered the 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 young teenagers around, and <laughs> old Grandma Joanna sat down and told them the story. Of how Kanye West took away Taylor Swift's spotlight when she won VM the VMA for Album of the Year over Beyonce. The most insane thing about that whole thing to happen was something that uh, uh, Seth Meyers was was talking about. 
his time on SNL and a time that Kanye West hosted and that they wrote a sketch that didn't uh, make it to air, but like they, they still read through like the sketches with the guests. And it was a sketch that the premise was just uh, Kanye West interrupting people at different award shows. Um, and then like the, the, the reveal at the end of the story was that that happened like three years before the VMA incident. Oh my God. That they just, they either gave him the idea or like, it's just such a Kanye thing to do that, that they predicted it. <laughs> it came, it came true. Yeah. Oh my God. I can't. Which like, I, I mean, it, it's, it boggles the mind. Oh, all right. Well, I feel like we've given Kanye West too much time on our podcast. <laughs> Let us move along. Yeah. Is, uh, should we take a break? Sure. Let's take a break. It's a it's a mini sode, but the ad breaks are the same. They still paid the bills. Welcome back. We're here. I'm getting into my... We're not queer. We're not queer. We're here. We're not queer. Get used to it. We're representing the side that has too much representation. <laughs> I mean, yes. I I have uh, taken a step aside from my, uh, my queerness. Although, I did say uh, <laughs> we're, he- we're, we're here. We're not queer. And um, that was something they said recently on Drag Race because they had a straight contestant. <laughs> now you better listen. She's not queer. She's here. She's not queer. Get used to it. And I died. And I was like, <laughs> it's us. <laughs> um, for our very our very heterosexual episode. Um, but we're going to talk about Peacemaker. That That's the title. Boom. A very heterosexual episode. Got it. Nailed it. Um, I do like going back through our old episodes and just figuring out when I'm looking at it and go, who said that title? I realize I say a lot of our <laughs> titles. A couple of them. JJ's been really uh, in the pocket with like the wacky thing that he says at the beginning uh, with like instead of just saying dum dums, yeah. like whatever, like weird phrase. And I'm like, that's that's good enough. That's that. I've never heard. That's weird as hell. Oh, yeah. No, he there's an episode title he looked up like shakespearean insults and that's what he's been using oh is that what it is okay i'm less impressed because like he's like mashed some things together and then one of them was from an episode of friends right yeah it was the phoebe buffet something or other anyway we're not here to talk about friends no we're here to talk about peacemaker because that show fucking kicked ass it was so good yeah, that was a that was a good show. Um, also, can we say from the theme song best to intro the... ever? <laughs> yeah, I've... no, I've I've watched the just the video of the theme song, like waiting for episodes to come out, like at least a dozen times. Like it's just a good, it's a good sequence to kick ass music. Oh, like literally today, I was at school humming the song. <laughs> Do you really want to, do you really want to taste it? 
Yeah, no, it's brilliant. It's so good. Yeah, it's got sick guitar riffs. It's a it's a good it's a good time. And then yeah, so Peacemaker follows the post credit scene of the Suicide Squad, which came out in twenty twenty one on HBO Max. Yes. And um it follows Peacemaker literally takes off like takes off where we left off of uh uh peacemaker in the hospital he had finished recovering and he takes off into into the world and immediately gets told that he has to join another team because yeah, they have or they're not, gonna blow up the thing because they still have a thing in his they head, st- yeah. still haven't taken the bomb out of his head and um we get to meet uh a few couple characters that we have met in the previous uh or in the films um, and they also do. Was Harcourt in the film? I want to say she was there, but maybe not like like super relevant. But like, yeah, it, she is. She was a standout like in this show. So if she wasn't in the movie, like I would get it because it means they like, like cast somebody who was like kind of really good. No, but I feel like she um, was the one who in that post credit scene was talking to. Uh... Was she just in the post credit scene then? I don't remember her from like the like I remember Steve Agee from the or uh, Economist yeah. from the uh, from the actual movie in like the control room. No, I think I I want to say she was in it, but we obviously focus focused more on Economos, um, just because his presence yeah. is like bonkers. But um, I think that I think she was in it, but not Wait, he's like a 50, 50 year old comedian in a in an action series. Oh, it's so good, and I love that. What, okay, so what I love about the mind of James Gunn is that everything that gets introduced has a payoff. Especially if you're not... Yeah, it's classic storytelling at its best. And, and I mean, and it's one of those things that, like, we get introduced to something, like, things that get introduced in, like, episode one that have a payoff in the final episode. Like, calling Economist mm-hmm. Die Beard. Yeah, no, that was just such a, it's such a beautiful look into, like, uh, the human soul, too. And then, like, if you have to pretend to do it, like, he's just, he's, like, in that moment, the character's just gotta be honest with himself. And the fact that everybody and can he know, it. Like, it's the only way, he's either gonna die, or he's gonna have to, like, reveal, like, an incredibly embarrassing thing. No, and it's wonderful, and it's introspective for him, and you get to understand more about his character. You also get to understand more of uh, Chris, who is a Peacemaker, John Cena's character, and, like, oh, it's just as wonderful. And the journeys yeah. that all of these characters make during this, uh, what was it, seven, eight episodes? Mm-hmm. It's brilliant. It's wonderful. It's so well done. Yeah. I love and- it. there are like a couple weird issues but like overall it's a good show oh yeah and we got to talk about our our new favorite character of all time vigilante vigilante hell yeah yeah absolutely holy shit okay do you know what blew my mind a character like what blew my mind hmm? was that i didn't realize that that was cormac mclagan from harry potter is that it is i looked it up on uh, imdb okay Wait, so is he British? Cormac, yeah, I, I want to say he's British. So the, the, the actor who plays Vigilante is English? 
Yeah, I'm I'm double checking because that's that's a that's some fucking fantastic accent work then too because he's he has nailed like uh um I don't know modern American autistic. Yeah, he was born in London. Yeah. Okay. So that's that's some good accent work that he's working with there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He was Cormac McLaggen um, in the Harry Potter series. Yeah, so many just, like, great talents that showed up uh, just doing some really stellar and hilarious acting. Including um, just, like, the ultimate return of the Terminator 2. Like, the, T, the T-1000, right? <laughs> like, who knew that the... When did Terminator 2 come out? Was it the 80s or 90s? Was it the 80s? I think it was still, late right? 80s. It was like 88? It was... Uh, yeah, late 80s. Yeah. The... The first, like, big cop is a bad guy. Uh, <laughs> subterfuge. And just, like, the, like, just every nightmare you had as a kid about the T-1000 uh, turning his arm into, a, like, a sword and, like, cutting you up. Uh... And now he's just an old fucking racist guy. Oh, no, God, he's so good in this, too, though. Like, he yeah. is terrifying in this show. Oh, absolutely. Although, um, I think one of my favorite moments in the entire series is when Vigilante gets sent to prison. And he, yeah. he so he walks up to this group of, like, just white supremacists, supremacists just complete neo-nazis and yeah. he comes and he sits down at their table because his whole point is that he wants to just uh he wants he, to get um get this guy just like get him thrown into isolation get him more time pushed on him maybe like get to kill him who knows like he just he, he's, he's out to get well, he wants to kill him well, he wants to kill him but he wants to make it so he gets attacked first so he can kill him without having any issues and so yeah. he walks up to this table and he sits down. And he goes, hey, guys, how's it going? Um, let's get to know one another. I would love to know what is your favorite contribution uh, that African-Americans have made to our society? No one? I'll go first. I love that African-Americans brought rock and roll to us. Yeah. So like uh, Def Leppard. Uh, white snake all of them all because of african americans yeah and then just like everybody at the table obviously except for the one person he wants to murder uh gets up and they just like just kick asses so and he, funny he fucking kicks all their asses because he's uh, i mean he is he is at a superhero level like martial combat you know except for he's like you know kind of psychotic <laughs> but well, yeah, because he's, in a he's good way. I mean, he's not a hero or a villain. He's literally vigilante. Yeah, no, it is perfect. And um, he's got, an, I guess, the the problematic thing I find, because like, I think there's some great representation that you don't see in literally any other show in like the mainstream media of a woman. There's other places to get it, but just like, you know, in a show this mainstream, you don't get that like kind of progressive uh, viewpoint in terms of. He's getting people to engage in, like, he's pointing out that black culture is, like, important and uh, led to a lot of great things. And there's other little bits in there where they're poking fun at Peacemaker for having, like, this weird uh, fascist libertarian ideology. Um, and, like, it, it sort of uh, 
is a vehicle to to say like more progressive things but on the other hand they it's the like the racists are really like super racists and they're very violent and that's also kind of just a thing that's being represented in the film like that's i I think it's avoidable but it's like that's it's a criticism i am making on the media along with uh representation of like uh, mental illness with vigilante because on the one hand he's a great character and i love him and i think he's great but like that's not how everybody who suffers from or lives with uh <clears throat> whatever like he has that's wrong with him yeah. uh is so it's it's like a kind of a catch-22 there as well well but you can't because um, at the beginning at the beginning he's like kind of a sex pest with his co-worker and um I don't know that that whole scene was like weird at the in the first episode. No, I agree. Some of it's just a little weird and awkward. But I mean, you also, as far as like when when you only have one character representing someone with a specific type of mental illness or race or anything, like yeah, they're not going to represent everybody within that that realm because it's just not possible. Just like the white supremacists yeah. aren't representing all white people. <laughs> They're just representing. I absolutely enjoyed the show. I just feel like you know, you gotta you gotta throw in some criticism where it's too because we you consume media through that lens. Otherwise, you'd never be able to watch anything. You'd be like, well, this is problematic. I can't watch it. Um, so I feel like that's that's important. Oh yeah, no, and I think that it's just overall it was it was a well put together show. I think that there is a little bit of moments like I do think they made vigilante a little too dumb in the last couple of episodes. Like his character went from being like this very confident, almost like a Deadpool kind of character, like in the second or third episode where they're there to get the butterflies and they're like, well, the whole time he's, and he's just very calm uh... and comes in and just like, Hey, Hey buddy, let me take this and let me do what needs to be done. And it's not like, and then all of a sudden he's like this really idiotic character. Like, well, he's idiotic in a scene before that when he's like, uh, how do how do I know you're not a licensed therapist? How do you know I'm not a licensed therapist? And you're actually being weird for like, this is a perfectly normal place to hide. Yeah. No, it, I mean... Like, before they start dragging him along to the team stuff? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, because some of it's a little... Like, it's silliness, but, like, I don't know. I think it just pushed... Yeah. The, it, 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 like, leaned a little too far into the silliness, and we didn't get enough of, like, the competency to balance out the silliness in some of the episodes. It's another thing that happens in another favorite straight show of ours, uh, uh, Cobra Kai. Yes. Where they'll show Johnny Lawrence being competent, but then they still want to throw in a joke about him not knowing, like, how to use a phone. Yes. Like, they've shown him grow as a character and, like, be competent, like, doing stuff. And then it's like, haha, what's... I I threw my phone in the ocean. Or, what's feminism? <laughs> like... Yeah. After, after he's, been, like, he's come, he's, like, come so far, and he's like, what chick stuff? <laughs> um... But no, I think like the it's it's great. Uh, it's it's very like Drax from Guardians of the Galaxy. I think James Gunn like wrote both of those probably. Uh yes, he um, yeah he was the in main terms writer. of super literal yeah. Uh, 
And I know, I know from Drax, and I know from like other people, there there are people who feel very represented. Maybe not from like the psychotic murderer element, but just from the the conversations that are more casual. People feel like very represented by this. So like that's that's good. Yeah, that is good. I mean, as long as not too many people are you know relating to the uh, murder is an easy thing to do because it makes me feel. Well, it's like, yeah, you don't, if you don't feel like other people feel, then it's really easy to just be a con. Like, that's not the takeaway, and it shouldn't be the takeaway. I hope that's not don't anybody's takeaway. Don't kill people. <laughs> Murder bad. If that's your takeaway and you're listening to this, don't kill people. Murder bad. That's, yeah. Instead, just watch Peacemaker. Enjoy it. We didn't even spoil a finale for you, so like. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, just know it made me cry. <laughs> The last two episodes, I cried, like a little bit. I I didn't. I w- They were emotional and emotionally charged for sure. But like, if you say JJ has a stone heart. Like I. I was gonna say you have these stone hearts. I am better. <laughs> yeah, you won't catch me <laughs> crying at something like this. No, nothing, nothing like this. Only the the perfect Reuben from San Francisco. A single tear will shed <laughs> if I if I taste a delicious sandwich. Um. Oh, also for Peacemaker. Um, from the trailer, I was like, "This CGI eagle is a dumb thing." By the end of the first episode, I was like, "If anything <laughs> happens to Eagly, I'm gonna flip a table." I mean, I still think Eagly's kind of dumb. He became a little bit more dumb, but like for a while there, I was like. My but it's like there's friend. so many things in the show. Yeah, it, there's so many things in the show that are intentionally dumb that I think it's fine. It's like, you know, like if it was the only dumb thing, it would have been upsetting. But the way it was util- like the way they utilized Eagly yeah. and to have, have him be like mostly helpful and then sometimes not. And you're like, fucking bird. <laughs> Does he can he talk to you? I don't know. Is it coincidence? I don't know. But it's good. I, I, I really enjoyed it. I was really nervous for that stupid CGI bird for a while. That made me happy. Yeah. Well, I think it's time for my super special awesome segment. Straight talk. Well, so can you give me like an echo? Like straight talk, straight talk, straight talk after I say it. Straight talk. Straight talk. Straight talk. Straight talk. It's mostly politics. (laughs) Um... (laughs) That's I'll I'll see what I can do with that. <laughs> it might next week next week it might be more produced or less produced, you know? Uh, who cares? Um I guess the straightest topic I could think of uh specifically because like Super Bowl ads, but mostly also it's been sort of encroaching on the public like zeitgeist for a little too long in my opinion is cryptocurrency you mean like the beginning of our movie trailers every time we go to a movie yeah no and i'm just like this is the dumbest shit like first of all like the quote that they use in the fucking fortune favors like the bold or whatever like like it, that's if they put the other half of the quote in they like that would be, it would be very bad to consider yes. <laughs> um that you're like trailblazing is, is going to get everybody killed. Uh, which I guess is kind of fitting. The more you explain mechanically what cryptocurrency is, uh, the more people fall asleep. Because it is an overly complicated uh, fake money. Um, 
that rapidly changes value, which is not something that money is supposed to do, right? Money is supposed to change value very, 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 very slowly. Yes. Like, like how you can't get a dollar cheeseburger very, very many places anymore. Uh, when it also remembering that you used to be able to get like a 25 cent cheeseburger on Wednesdays. Uh, you remember, remember I that? I do. And it was, yeah, yeah. you got. So the value of the dollar changes very slowly. Whereas cryptocurrency, like Bitcoin changed from like a Bitcoin being worth like 300 bucks to a Bitcoin being worth like 300,000 bucks in like a couple of years. Um, which makes everybody like, oh, this is really cool. Like do this and you'll make a ton of money. And that's what they're trying to get people to do to buy it in. Because if you buy crypto now, they get to sell their crypto and they get, they get your real money right now. They have a ton, they have billions of dollars, quote unquote, in imaginary cryptocurrency. And the reason they're pushing so hard, the reason you see so many ads, the reason they're paying off so many celebrities to, uh, sell and like promote cryptocurrency is not because it's the future it's because they're like this is i can't do i cannot do anything with this i can maybe i can buy a, like a tesla i guess because they're accepting bitcoin but like nobody accepts this as money this isn't money that's useful anywhere especially since they shut down the black market where you could buy like stuff silk road or whatever yeah. which is a great great name for a black market online by the way guys real <laughs> real like props props to that you know just the even at silk road um but like they they can't look so if they convince you to take your real money and buy more crypto currency then they can like sell their cryptocurrency and take your real money <laughs> right does that is that is does that make any kind of sense Yes. It, I mean, it doesn't yes. make sense on the fact that it's so clearly a scam. Yeah, I was going to say, yes, um, in the sense that it doesn't. <laughs> like, it literally and the, it literally reminds me of, like, post, like, World War One when, like, the German mark was worthless because people had, like, they had to print so much money that it was, like, people had, like, baskets full of money to be able to buy, like, a loaf of bread. And, like, they'd have to, like, haul around all of this physical money that, like, there's, like, instances of, like, there was a report, like, in a paper where somebody had left, like, a basket of their money outside of a store because they had to carry their other basket of money in there to buy, like, a couple things. And they came back out and all of their money was on the floor, on the ground, but somebody had stolen the basket because the basket was worth more than the money that was in it. <laughs> That's cryptocurrency. <laughs> Yeah. The other thing is that so obviously seems like it's a, a a scam, which is why you've probably heard of NFTs. Yes. Are just sort of a new way to put a bunch of that uh, sort of, you know, it's cryptocurrency, uh, like the value of this into a shitty piece of artwork that you can buy. That you technically only exists online and only will ever exist online. But you can spend money on it, um, and then it will seem like you have something, a uh, piece of artwork, instead of your money, your real money, which is now, like, in this art thing. And they then take your real money and exchange it for their uh, cryptocurrency that they have too much of that they don't know what to do with. Um, and that's currently that's the thing that's currently happening about it. And there were like a dozen 
okay, maybe not a dozen. I saw at least four cryptocurrency Super Bowl ads for different, like, crypto stuffs. Including one they all over. They wrapped poor Larry David into it. Oh, Larry David. Yeah. Um, and I was listening to another podcast that was uh, a journalist who, like, follows tech, like, closely. Um, mentioned that he had either read something or talked to uh, the people who represent, like, celebrities. And that the the people, like, venture capital, like, uh, Silicon Valley, are, like, reaching out to those agents to try and get celebrities to, like, like just to to promote it. So when you see, like, Jimmy Fallon or whomever have one of those ugly-ass drawings uh, or pieces of art, like, it's because they were given it and said, like, hey, just, you know, this is worth a lot. Promote it. <laughs> and it seems shiny. But... It's dumb. Don't... It's it's really dumb. It's also bad for the environment. Because the amount of electricity and heat generated just by mining... Because it's computer-based, right? It's, yeah. It's, it's done... You might... If you talk to a nerdy gamer person they're probably going to complain that they can't get a graphics card for the new computer uh because people keep buying them all to mine crypto and so they put like these crypto farms up that generate a ton of heat use a ton of electricity and that is like very bad for the environment on the scale that they're doing it but that's that's straight talk on crypto there is a second topic for straight talk that i wanted to get into that i think you you probably relate to a lot more not that uh, we're like we're former church people, right? Yeah. We're former churchgoers. So did you hear what? Yeah, did you hear what happened to Catholicism? Tell me about it, Jonathan. Tell me about Catholicism. So, it came out that a priest somewhere, when baptizing uh, people in the Catholic Church. Uh, instead, like normally, like there's a, there's a line that they're supposed to say, it's I, I, I baptize you in the name of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, whatever. Yeah. Um, but he was saying, we baptize you in the name of the Father. And the Vatican was like, no, 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 no. We is like a collective, the church, that's the, you don't have the authority to do that. It's you, I, the priest who's been ordained and went to sem- like yeah. seminary, like did a ton of priest training, like has the authority to do that. You have to say I. There's no we business. And like all of the baptisms that you just did and every baptism that you've ever said we for is invalid. And then other priests started chiming in like, well, I say we. Realizing that all of their baptisms that they've ever done in their career are invalid. And the other people are like, like I'm a priest and I was baptized by a priest who said we. So, my, if my baptism was invalid, even if I said I my whole career, I couldn't have legitimately baptized anybody, baptized anybody if I wasn't a baptized member of the Catholic Church. Um, because the whole thing about organized religion is that the rules are real important, and uh, <laughs> it's hilarious to think that this might be the thing that a pronoun that pronouns are going to do in the like largest organized religious body in the world in all of history. I love that you're like, like this that... is the straight talk and I'm like we did it guys. 
queerness broke Catholicism. <laughs> yeah, like the, and it's well, it's not like saying we isn't like a queer pronoun like thing. <laughs> but you could you could totally like, glibly say like pronouns are just destroying the church. <laughs> pronouns have destroyed and the that's, church. And I, I'm exaggerating because in all likelihood the Pope's gonna in like a week or two. Come out and say, I talked to God, you guys. It's fine. He said it's okay. But all of those people, <laughs> Don't they lost do their it again. cards. They lost their tickets to heaven. You. That's how Catholicism works, right? I, you get baptized I, and you get your I don't think to the Pope. Heaven. Yeah, I don't think the Pope ever actually also uh, says, I talked. Yeah, it's spoken like a Lutheran. Uh, ever says, like, hey, I talked to God, you guys. <laughs> God told me. No, he's just like he's the Pope. He gets to he gets to decide what the Catholic Church does because he's the representative uh, from. He's the representative the of God. <laughs> yeah, I mean, essentially, like they, I mean, they vote him in like with a democracy, but it's all priests and stuff. They're the most holy people. Like, there's some like, there's no legitimacy to it at all, but there's some legitimacy to it, like if you believe it, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, the current Pope, he's the one who was like. Calm down on the gay people, guys. It's fine. He's he's quite progressive for a for a Catholic pope. People are like it's 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 like good news good news for that. But I don't think that this is going to be a thing that breaks the Catholic Church. It is funny to think about though that 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 just a single like turn of phrase. <laughs> it's uh. Do you ever do you watch Rick and Morty? I I've watched a little bit. There's the the main character in Rick and Morty. It's a ridiculous sci-fi cartoon. Yes. Um, uh, th- like so, like he's taken down the intergalactic government that controls like the everything in the universe, yeah. and he's like, I'm gonna do it by changing a one to a zero, and he changes the uh, value of their currency from being wo- worth one of itself to being worth zero of itself, and then everybody just goes crazy because like money's not worth anything. Um, Fabulous. But it's the space. It's something like that. Something so simple as saying "we" instead of "I" <laughs> could shake the very foundations of the largest, the largest uh, religion, <laughs> like or sect of religion. Like, these are this is this is an organization that like commits international assassinations over in, in the course of history. This is like full scale wars have been fought with their like go ahead. <laughs> And but they can't. But we, <laughs> we is the thing that took them down. Oh, hey guys, sorry, I I just we did it. That's yeah. Get get a get the LGBT. They get the Alphabet Mafia to make T shirts that just say "We baptize you in the name of the Father." <laughs> uh, I mean, done. Done and done. I'm gonna. I'm, I'll get on it. <laughs> Let's start a movement. I don't have a way to end straight talk. And was that ten minutes? I don't. I don't know. <laughs> this is just the intro into straight talk. In the future, it'll be ten minutes, and I'll figure out a way to end it. Straight, straight talk. talk. Straight talk. Straight talk. Straight talk. <laughs> it's mostly politics. And we're going to kick it to an ad break because money. Gotta get that cryptocurrency, but don't really, please. Yeah, please don't, please don't pay us in crypto. <laughs> please pay us in in United States dollars. 
Cold hard cash. Oh my god, I cannot with the housing market right now, Joanna. Have I not told you about Capital Realty Center? Oh, the premier realty group that supported and succeeded throughout the California landscape? Now I remember. If that's what you're looking for, call Kathy Johnson at 916-606-0687 to win that next bid. That's Kathy Johnson with Capital Realty Center at 916-606-0687. License number 02021378. Mouth noises. (laughs) We're back. Your producer is too lazy to put in music. <laughs> so we make music with our mouths. To be clear, he de- he knows how. He just <laughs> thinks it's funnier this way. And arguably, he's right. <laughs> Yet we still want a soundboard for Christmas. <laughs> you cannot be trusted with a soundboard. <laughs> I know, but we want one. How about once every Christmas, I'll throw in a toad whale. <laughs> Actually, one one probably just happened. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even like... It's in about six hours, I'm going to go back and, and produce this, because uh, Saturday morning is a good time to produce while I'm at work. Um <laughs> Probably, probably, probably gonna throw it. It's that—that's easy. Fabulous, Toad Whale. Uh, here we come. I love it. Um, let's talk about some shit coming up because there's some shit coming up. Yeah, I mean, we keep we we talked about how we didn't care about or watch the Super Bowl, but they put out a trailer for Doctor Strange: Multiverse of Madness. And it's so fucking cool. It's so fucking cool because Patrick Stewart. It is very intense. Patrick Stewart. Yeah. No, I had somebody on my Facebook page saying like, I th- I'm pretty sure that's Ian McKellen. And I'm like, why is he sitting? <laughs> and, and why would he, why would he not be wearing a helmet? Like it's definitely Patrick Stewart. Like it's, it's definitely, definitely him. Um, which could be big, like an X-Men in the, in the MCU, you know, never before seen. Okay, well, all, what the, uh, the nerd side of the internet has told me is that it's probably Marvel Illuminati. And. Yeah. And I'm like, sure. (laughs) Thank you, comic book side of the internet, because I'm not there. Yeah, it's like, good job. You read a comic run that was like a semi-spinoff from 2006 or something, like, that's, I mean, good for you. I mean, they usually pull stuff for the MCU from, like, obscure sources. Yeah. Uh, because, like, it's, they, they they can actually develop and write the characters without uh, adhering, like, too closely to their, like, proper, or, like, like uh, when you think about, like, Peacemaker was such an, like, a non-well-known character. Yeah. Which meant that they could just, James Gunn and John Cena could just develop it and do whatever the fuck they wanted. Um, no, exactly. Which, I mean, I don't know. Maybe the Illuminati is very important. But I had never heard of him before. And I'm kind of a comic book nerd. I mean, from what I've gathered, again, from the uh, the nerdy comic book side of the internet, is that the Illuminati is like a multi... Uh, is a... Uh, like, overseas, I think they're making it... They're 
probably going to utilize it as like a thing that oversees like multiversal threats, which is why Doctor Strange was in like cuffs. And they're, like, bringing him forth to yeah. be like, hey, we need to talk to you because you fucked up. <laughs> you fucked up a lot in a couple of movies. And so we need to talk about that, bro. Yeah. And, and you know, I I thought he, uh, I mean, I watched Spider-Man. I thought he completely unfucked everything up. He did, but. Are you telling me there are going to be consequences for his actions there? You mean after, you mean how he unfucked up after he fucked up? <laughs> yeah. Well, like. If 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 things were gonna be fucked up anyway, then why does Peter have to be sad and alone? <laughs> because now he can grow as a character. But it seems like if if things were gonna get fucked up anyway, he doesn't have to be sad and alone. Well, yeah, but we didn't realize how fucked up his fuck up was gonna be. Fair enough. Uh, fucked up enough to push the release day like two months he's so <laughs> bad we could be watching this in like two weeks but we can't yeah no but we can't nope i mean i have a marvel hole in my soul um yeah i mean there's actually what's the next marvel thing that's coming out is it multiverse of madness well, the, there's a TV show, uh, Owl, Owl, not Owl Man. A Moon Knight? Owl Man is Moon Knight. <laughs> Moon Knight. Owl Man's a different character from DC. <laughs> That's different. Uh, oh, yeah, no, because uh, Daddy Feige was giving you a birthday present. He was giving you Moon Knight for your birthday. Yeah. Moon Knight will come out in March. Moon Knight will come out on the anniversary of this podcast. The anniversary of the recording of this podcast. Yeah, the anniversary of the recording of this podcast. Um, and I'll never forget that fateful birthday when you said, "Hey, can you come help me record a podcast?" I'll be like, "Yeah, I'm not doing anything that day." I mean, to be fair, it was sooner, and you offered. You're in this predicament because of you. Okay. okay I said, yeah. "Hey." We're recording a podcast, and you said, do you need a producer? Because if you do it, it's going to suck. And by suck, I mean you won't do it. <laughs> <laughs> and I went fair. I mean, you would have gotten like six episodes in and stopped. <laughs> I love that you think highly enough of me to assume I would edit six episodes. <laughs> Did you get through six? <laughs> oh... My goodness. But no, Multiverse of Madness. It looks great. There's also, um, apparently during that big sports game, there was this separate trailer that ran that had a little bit different Yeah, there was footage. like a 30-second TV spot and then like a two-minute And then there's uh, the full trailer. YouTube ad. And so mm-hmm. the 30-second uh, the uh, foosball spot distinctly shows a zombie Wanda Maximum. Uh, Wanda, Wanda Maximoff. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I'm so excited. It's very exciting for people who've read that not so obscure 2012 alternate reality run of Marvel Zombies. Or, you know, watch the uh, hit TV show What If and saw the, Mar- the Marvel Zombies episode. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what If Zombies episode what four five one Whatever. of those episodes it was yeah four or five it was a <laughs> it was an episode it happened uh and also it's getting its own spinoff according to disney plus day when they told us they were going to give us a whole bunch of cool shit 
Yeah, well, I mean, it's by it's it, the original uh, story, like for the source material, is by the same guy who did Invincible. Yes, that I am aware of. I am aware of that, and I'm very excited. So, like, I hope I hope they bring him on, and I hope it doesn't delay Invincible season two. <laughs> I feel like Invincible season two is probably already well off. They're probably just having animators do their shit now. True. Like that's the part that because yeah, it's longest. easy to do voiceover work. Uh, well, it's not. I mean, nothing's easy during uh, the pancetta, but it's easier to do voice work than it is to do like actual film. Facts are facts, America. Um, um, there's another trailer for Lord of the Ring. Lord of the right. You haven't talked about Lord of the Rings, right? No, we haven't. I had the the trailer on here because I thought it looked really pretty. The trailer looks really pretty. Yeah, no. And also, Twitter got really angry that there's a black man playing an elf, and I thought that was amusing. Yeah, no. Uh, like Lord of the Rings traditionally, or yeah, no. What's the word I'm looking for? I don't know, but traditionally, um, like name name. Can you name all three female characters in Lord of the Rings? I couldn't name one. Well, there's. Galadriel, or Gadriel, the scary Kate Blanchett elf lady. Yeah, I was like, there's Kate Blanchett. <laughs> there's. Sorry, sorry. Four. There's four female characters in all of Lord of the Rings. No, I'm not counting the Hobbit, uh, which adds Evangeline Lily's elf character. But four in all in Lord of the Rings, there's there's Galad the Queen Elf Lady, like this special elf lady. Then there's Eowyn, Aragorn's Liv Tyler elf lady. Uh Uh-huh. Then there's, uh, is it Eowyn? No. Arwen is Aragorn's elf lady. There's there's some Lord of the Rings heads who are going to, like, roast me in the imaginary emails that we get. Um, Arwen, Eowyn is, like, very creative naming. Good job, Tolkien. Uh, is the the human uh, lady who helps... She stabs the Witch King. Okay. You remember? You, you watch Lord of the Rings? I have seen Lord of the Rings. It's also been many, many moons she, uh, since she stabs, I've seen Lord of she, the Rings. She stabs her sword into his face after he says, no man can kill me. Yeah, I mean, I think... I, okay. I feel like that's a scene you should remember as a woman. Okay, so what year did these movies come out? <laughs> that was the last time I've seen these. 2003. That was the last time I've seen those movies. <laughs> Uh, and do you want to know who the fourth female character in Lord of the Rings is? Sure. It's the spider, Shelob. Perfect. The the spider who's in for like 15 minutes that attacks uh, Frodo and Sam. Lord of the Rings, passing the Bechdel test. Not at all. And, they're, and everyone else is white. A white and a man. So, when people are like, oh, it's not it's not accurate to the source material uh, if you have a black elf or, like, a, uh, like all female dwarves are supposed to have beards. Um, one, the, if that's true, which it's not, because people have pointed out that in, like, the expanded source material, there are people of color in Middle Earth. Yeah. Um, so, if it was true, that would make the source material dumb. And we should change it <laughs> anyway to be more representative of culture. Because, I mean, the things were fucking written 
back when the whole world was a racist pile of shit. Yes, and also... You know what I mean? And also, Middle Earth isn't real, guys. They could do whatever <laughs> the fuck they want with it. But, no, my favorite thing was some guy on Twitter who said that uh, having a black elf in the Lord of the Rings is akin to having a white person in the troops of Wakanda. There is literally a white guy in that movie who is like prominent and saves everybody. (laughs) Did they watch the same Black Panther film I did? Although when you frame it like that, it does sound a little white savior. So maybe don't frame the the Black Panther movie quite like that. But yes, Martin Freeman does does a whole lot in that movie. He's not the main character, and it's just like the scene. Like he he's helpful in saving in the battle. He's, he's helpful. He plays an important role. Like I wouldn't say that it's a full white savior. Like there, when you say like full white savior movie, it's the this is a movie about a thing that happened to black people. Our main character, meet our main character, Kevin. <laughs> he's white, <laughs> not just white. He's whole white. Kevin, <laughs> Kevin Costner. <laughs> Um, no, but like, I did also when I did that, I was like, Martin Freeman was in that movie and he was delightful, damn it. But, um, also like saying that like T'Challa would be white or something like that, or like Mbaktu or somebody would be white, but I'm like, I don't even know this black elf's name. He doesn't even, they didn't name anybody in the movie or in the show yet. It's a teaser trailer. I didn't even realize it was a black man because it was so like shrouded in darkness anyway, because he was in the forest. Like, why are we freaking out about this, guys? It was a trailer with very little dialogue. Very little dialogue. Are white people okay? The internet's a scary, sad place. Yeah. But. The- I think it's funny somebody pointed out that the, the title of the show, The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power. Like, it's a fucking mouthful. <sighs> I just, is it looks like they, because, they, I don't know, the show, like, allegedly had, like, a really big budget. And watching the trailer, I was like, yep. That's where that money went, and it looks great. Yeah. I want to watch it. I mean, I you might not have realized this. I'm kind of a Lord of the Rings fan. What? Gasp! <laughs> no. So, so, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch it. I mean, I might watch it because I really like the Wheel of Time, and it's like, it has the same kind of vibey things, and I enjoyed the Lord of the how, Rings when we watched how, it. How... How dare you? <laughs> I'm talking. Uh, no, no, I mean it's high fantasy. Wise. Like if you like the Wheel of Time, the Wheel of Time is high fantasy. You're gonna like Lord of the Rings. High fantasy. Well, I mean, because it's. You know what you should do? You should rewatch Lord of the Rings. It was on our plan, and then we got busy. <laughs> is is that what happened? Some somewhere on Halloween. Yeah, we got busy. But, I mean, I do have plenty of time to rewatch The Lord of the Rings because this show doesn't even come out until September. Yeah, well, they're all on, uh, they're all streaming. Yes, they are all streaming. But, I mean, though, but this new series doesn't come out until September 2nd. So, I got, like, six months. 
Oh, yeah. I'll be good. It'll be fine. But um, I think those are our two main things we were going to talk about. JJ and I will talk about some of these other trailers uh, yeah. later when we record. And this mini-sode is about the length of a full episode. <laughs> I'm sure you'll cut out some shit. <laughs> Um, I mean, it'll, it, it, I mean, it's not going to be 90 minutes, but it'll be about an hour. That's fine. So, um. Which is, is, I guess, mini, relatively speaking, but I would say that's, you, you lucked out, guys. Full, mini episode, full, full, full length. And we didn't even talk about that much shit. Imagine if we had, a, like, a full 20 minute segment to talk about something. Yeah, but there's been no Doctor Who. <laughs> fair oh someday soon yeah i mean well you gotta uh, spend some time talking about the absolute madness that is the potential destruction of the catholic church absolutely because <laughs> like what what the what the actual fuck <laughs> like <laughs> how how is the, like how is that a story like that is exists in real life? <laughs> I mean, it feels like an onion article come to life. Yeah, no, uh, entire ancient organized religion pronouns <laughs> completely decimated by pronouns. And on that note, thanks for listening to Nobody Asked Our Opinion. You can send us an email with any and all of your opinions at nobody asked our opinion at gmail.com. Follow us on uh, TikTok and Instagram at nobody asked our opinion. You can listen to us on YouTube at nobody asked our opinion podcast. You can follow me at Joey Snow 2006 and JJ, the horrible person who doesn't know how to hit the record button at piano man underscore zero five. Our follower unpaid intern Natalia at the third rule creative. And we might actually get her on the podcast soon, yo. She's moving back to California on Monday. Um, and our producer, Jonathan, at... Jelly Sound. Rate us and leave us a review wherever you get your podcast. Tell your friends to check us out and get excited for more Straight Talk. Straight Talk. Straight Talk, Straight Talk, Straight Talk. <laughs> we'll work on it. We'll work on it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining us, and we'll be back uh, next week at some point. Someday, someday, someday. <laughs> <laughs>